everyone. Welcome to So Dead, a podcast where we talk about the dead and the undead. I'm Jen Carpenter. And I'm Danny Fairman. Happy True Crime Tuesday. And happy Taco Tuesday to you all. Hey, Danny. Yes? I have a question for you. Yeah? Do you believe in ghosts? That's such a tricky question. Yes and no. Yes and no. I know. Isn't that such a dumb, lame answer? No, because that's Um, my answer as well. But explain. Yes, because it's energy. And energy has to go somewhere, right? Right. But then you think of a battery has energy, and that energy just fucking wears out. So, you know, it could just die out. That's true. could just be done. Your answer is much more scientific than mine. (laughs) Mine's a bit more cynical. Um, I do believe in spirits. I believe that, you know, that like you said, that energy sticks around. But I also believe that people who want to believe see things that aren't necessarily there a lot of the times, Uh, which basically boils down to when it happens to me, I believe it. When it happens to somebody I don't know, I think they're full of shit. Yes, 100%. 100%. terrible? Yes. And you kind of think they're fucking crazy. A little bit. And and I I'm totally understand that I myself sound crazy oh. when I tell some of my stories. But uh-huh. I, I sound like a batshit crazy woman. So, For sure. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. <laughs> it's fine. So have you ever lived in a haunted house, Danny? I don't, I don't know if the house was haunted, but I would say... Maybe I was haunted. You were haunted. Does that Are make you sense? Still haunted? No, I don't think so. She gazed at me with her haunting stare from across the table. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was my very first house growing up, we lived in it till I was just about seven. Um, the woman apparently that lived there before us had hung herself in the basement. Oh my god! Uh huh. I don't. You know what though. I have a hard time believing if it was true. Like, was it just a neighborhood rumor or was it legit this woman hung herself? Story goes, she didn't, she could not have children and she couldn't cope with it. So she hung herself. And then if you Mm. shut the lights off in the basement, you can like still see the silhouette. (gasps) Like it was weird. It was super creepy. And that part's true. You can see a silhouette in the basement. Yeah. It was really. Like, Like as a child, that was so scary. No. So it happened in the laundry room, which is where, like, the furnace and water heater, all the utilities were. Okay. And it wasn't the machinery making the silhouette. It was completely separate. And it was just kind of, like, hanging from the pipes in the ceiling. Oh, hell no. Yeah. It was really... The creepiest part about it is my aunt lived with us for a few years, Mm -hmm. and she slept in the basement. No, thank you. I'm like, bitch, you're crazy. Right. No. I could have never done that. Big nope. Big no. So, but then when we moved, I was seven, and we moved to the new house where my parents still currently live. The house has always been so uneasy, particularly the bedroom that I had. Oh. I don't know if it was because it was right above the garage, and it just had like a cold draft or whatever, but it was beyond that. I never slept in there. I slept with my sister the entire time growing up. And when my sister moved off to college, 
I took over her bedroom and then she came back after college and she would not sleep in that bedroom. She said it was super creepy. So it's not just a child going, this is weird. It was now an adult after college saying, I'm not, I'm not in this room. So we've heard things, doors have opened and you can smell like after my grandma died, you could smell her coming into the house. Wow. Which was super weird. Yeah. So do I think houses are haunted? Maybe. But I don't believe the houses I lived in were haunted. I think that we were. You I were guess, When you say haunted, though, I think like poltergeistish kind of stuff. Right. And that's not really the vibe. It was always very comforting and it's though creepy because it was right. the unknown and right. the dead. It wasn't like like it wasn't it didn't have a negative undertone to it. That's good. If that makes sense. That's a good thing. It does make sense, yes. Yeah. So those are my I've So you've twice lived in houses where you yeah. didn't feel alone. Yes. Well, and then my husband and I bought our first house and it was like the first house I ever felt like, okay, I feel calm here. This is great. I woke up from a nap one day to him standing over me, waking me up, and he wasn't there. Oh, it no. It wasn't really him. Oh, no. How did you realize that it wasn't him? I woke up. You woke up? up? He was not home. Oh, no. Yeah. So I was like, okay. I never, you know, I, I never felt scared with that one. So it was just kind of like, huh, it happened. And that was just a one-timer. It was a one-timer. And I always felt great in that house. So... And what about this house, your current home? I feel fine here. I've had a couple moments of creepiness, but it actually didn't start till after I was doing the tours. Oh, yeah. The tours <laughs> will get you a spirit attached real uh-huh. quick. And I've had people say, quit doing that shit because you're inviting them in. I'm like, I'm not really. I, I mean, I don't want them here. Right. But maybe you know, it's my mind playing tricks on me. I mean, because I will also. Yeah. For Christmas. Show me the proof and then I'll believe. Exactly. So, exactly. You know. For Christmas, I bought my mom an evil eye necklace so that she can come on the tours and be protected nice. from all of the evil spirits so she doesn't go Why home is she scared, scared anymore. Sometimes. Really? Sometimes she gets a little freaked out. That's so funny. She supports me, but uh-huh. I think maybe That's sometimes great. she wishes I did something a little less terrifying, <laughs> you know? More Baked mainstream. cookies or something. Right, right. Cross-stitched <laughs> swear words. And sold them. Uh Uh-huh. Instead of dead people. Instead of talking about death all the time (laughs) and trying to conjure up ghosts. I know, right? It's all right. Do you do seances? No. Oh, yeah. I don't think I could do that. No. The one rule I had for our house, which I'm going to talk about here in a minute, was Ouija boards were not allowed. Um, And you'll hear a lot of conflicting, you know, there are paranormal investigators and psychic mediums that use them as tools and Mm -hmm. then some that kind of say don't touch them don't go anywhere near them because you don't know what you're doing and you don't know what you're opening things up to Mm -hmm. um and so i am kind of of that mind i don't i if there's a question as to what it could bring into the house we had enough shit going on in that house that i didn't want to welcome in more i know i went okay so i kind of kept mine a little short because i know you have so many good stories to share so let's let's start from the beginning okay so my haunted house story starts in 2012 um my husband and i were newly married 
he was transitioning out of the army. Uh, he was stationed at Fort Hood, so he was getting ready to move home. Um, I have two sons. He has two sons. So that little two-bedroom townhouse that me and my two kids had <laughs> lived in wasn't really going to work for a family of six. So uh, we rented a house that was right on the border, kind of, of Grand Ledge and Lansing. So um, Lansing is kind of going to be the base, I think, for most of our stories, and we'll branch out from there. Grand Ledge is mm-hmm. just just a little west of Lansing. Um, it was a really cute little farmhouse. It was built in the 1920s. Uh, right on a main highway, a lot of land, a lot of outbuildings on the property. So it was a really big change for us because we had lived for years in just this small little townhouse, and now all of a sudden mm-hmm. we had all of this space. Um, and I could tell before we even moved in that there was something a little bit different about that house. Uh, I tried to tell myself it was just the difference. It was just the change from, Mm -hmm. you know, neighbors on every side of you, people constantly coming and going to all this quiet and all of this privacy, even though we were still right on a main road. Um, I did a lot of work to the house before we moved in. So I would be, um, you know, painting or tearing up carpet or what have you. And I could always tell when it turned midnight, which is the weirdest thing to say, but I swear to God, I felt like like a haunted Cinderella. Like I would be doing something. I'd That's be right creepy. in the middle of something. And right all of a sudden, I would get this very heavy feeling and just be very uneasy. And I'd mm-hmm. look at the clock and it would be midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that feeling that you're talking about, yeah. too. Like you're not alone. Right. Yeah. It was It was pretty Pretty crazy, but I told myself that I was just being crazy and, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we moved into the house. My husband still wasn't home yet. So for the first couple of months, it was just myself and my two sons. The very first night that we were in that house, Danny, it started. The very first night. Mm-mm. And we're not talking about, like, feelings and hearing and seeing things that other people are like, what? Nope, didn't hear it. Um, the first night we were there, the smoke detectors started going off. Um The kids had gone to bed. I had gone to bed. And middle of the night, the smoke detector upstairs outside of their bedrooms went off. So, of course, I panicked. I thought something was on fire, ran Mm -hmm. upstairs, um, couldn't find any source, and took the smoke detector off the wall. And then, you know, I was practical about it. I just was like, okay, well, the batteries are dying. Right. Um, It wasn't that little chirp like the battery was dying, though. It was going Going off. off. So I took it off the wall, took the batteries out, set it down, went back to bed couple hours later, I'm awoken by another smoke detector going off. This was on the first floor of the house, um, kind of out in a room that we used as just a common room. Went running out there, turned on all the lights, checked all the appliances, went to the basement, which is terrifying. It's what we call here a Michigan basement. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's The creepiest gross. of all basements. It's basically just a hole under your house. Did you know that in other states, they call them a Michigan basement as Do well. Do they really? Yeah, because we're fucking creepy here. We are creepy here. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, middle of the night, I'm down in this creepy hole under the house, Michigan basement. Mm-mm. I can find nothing. Nothing that's burning. No smoke. No smell of smoke. No fire. Nothing. So, so I take this smoke detector down. I take the batteries out. I go back to bed. A couple hours later, it happens again. This time, it's the smoke detector in my bedroom. Um, so... Again, I'm still trying to be logical about the whole thing. And I thought, well, you know, if he bought them all at the same time, the landlord, um, and put the batteries in them all at the same time, then maybe they're just all dying on this same night, which is just coincidentally our first night 
in this house. Right. Right? No. (laughs) Thanks. Um, So I replaced all the batteries the next day. Uh, We, for the entire five years that we lived in that house, could not keep a smoke detector in the master bedroom. It would go off within a couple of days of us changing the battery. I bought a new detector and put it in there. The same thing happened. Um, And there is a belief that, you know, spirits drain energy. Yep. So uh, that is believed to be. Were they hardwired? No, they weren't. Okay. So it was the battery. Yeah. And that was our welcome to our haunted house. Um, How, like, really how annoying. It it was annoying, (laughs) especially because, you know, we have dogs and the dogs hate that high-pitched feeling. Oh, my God. And it takes forever to calm a dog down after that. It Mm, does. That's so annoying. It was super annoying. And also scary because then, I mean, the last thing you want is to not be alarmed when a smoke detector goes off and have your house burn down. Right. Okay, so did it happen at midnight? Or was it close to? It was, it was like, uh, uh, you know what? I don't really remember that first night because I middle was of just the night. annoyed. Right. It was the right. middle of the night, but right. we were sleeping. Um, so it, it could have been, it was, Ugh. it was pretty scary. Why is it regardless? Why do smoke detectors fail in the middle of the night? Always. I know. It's never during the day. Right. It's always at night when you're sound asleep and then it's like. And then they the play the worst thing ever. <laughs> and then they play tricks with those acoustics. So it's like, oh, it's the kitchen one. Nope, it's oh my, not the one you in cannot, here. <laughs> yes, and you're like running around the house trying to figure out which one it is. Stubbing in your the toe, middle of the night, swearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that was our <sighs> our introduction to our house. Um, and over the the next couple of months, you know, there were things. There were small things. The dogs mm-hmm. that had been pretty calm got pretty psychotic. Um, they would bark at nothing. My one dog would freak me out because he would stand right at the back door and just go crazy. And so I kept thinking there was someone like hiding where I couldn't see them, mm-hmm. um, trying to get in. Oh, that's um, creepy. We, You know, we would hear things, we would see things, but all kind of things that could be easily explained away. Until uh, mm-hmm. about three, four months after we moved in, um, I woke up one morning and there were footprints at the end of my bed. Um, and I've got pictures of them. We'll try to put those up on the website. Um, okay. But they were physical human footprints. I've seen these pictures yeah. and it's creepy as hell. There were. You do not think it was your children. It wasn't. Okay. Um, so there were five left and one right footprint. And they started in the middle of the room and ended at the end of my bed. Like whoever they belonged to jumped up on my bed with me. Um, I actually had to mop them up. They were that They were wet. They were there. They weren't wet. It it looked like they should have been sticky. It looked like it would have been wet or sticky. It was completely dry to the touch, which was really strange. They looked like they should have been wet or sticky or something. So when I went to mop them up, I got the kids, (laughs) mine and the kids' feet wet. I I knew it was just a weird shape. It was Mm -hmm. too slender to be my short, fat little foot. (laughs) And it was too long to be either of their feet because they were both still pretty young at the time. But I got all of our feet wet and we each made a footprint next to it. And I know that footprints can look different depending on, you know, the force or the speed with which you step down. But it was just it was not any of ours. And it it was not possible. That's so creepy. And was it a child? Do you feel like it was from a child or an adult or like an alien? Longer than mine. (laughs) I think it was human. You know, it had all five toes on each foot. Okay. Um, But. It was a longer than mine, so it it, it could have been either, but it Regardless, was adult. Regardless, that's so creepy. Feet. And you found terrifying. this when you woke up. 
found woke up in the morning and you know we were still new to the house and I've got a, a touch of OCD I'm also incredibly lazy though so my house now it's either sparkling spotless or looks like a hoarder lives there that's exactly how I live there's mm-hmm. no not like a hoarder but like it's one extreme or the other, or the other. Yes. Mm-hmm. so um I was keeping it spotless. We had just moved in. It was sure, a new house. Brand new. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I noticed anything out of place immediately. And I woke up in the morning and got up out of bed and I was like, what in the world is that? And yeah, it was footprints at the end of my bed. No. no. Nope. So no. those pictures uh, led to us having our first paranormal investigation. So we've actually had investigations done of the house and the property. See, I wouldn't have even gotten that far. I would have broken my lease and said goodbye. You'd have noped right out? I would have. I would have said goodbye. I'm done. Not me. No. I'm stubborn. So, uh, so but now yeah. you have all these stories to tell. All for sticking it out. Tell. Yep. So we've had, I think, about six, a total of six different investigations over the course of the years that we lived there. Tons of evidence picked up. Um, EVPs, which is electric voice phenomena. Mm-hmm. I can't say that word. Phenomena. It's like phenomenon. Phenomena. It's like the Muppets. Yeah, the phenomena. <laughs> phenomenon. Anyway, um, yeah. So <laughs> lots of lots of evidence, but never any history. We had so many historians digging into, you know, who lived there, what might have happened there, what was causing all of this paranormal activity, and nobody could find anything. Uh, there is not even any record of the house and its ownership prior to the 1950s, and it was built in the 1920s. So there's a whole 30 years where That's there's not crazy. even any ownership history. Like they can't find that old title or anything? No, no. It's really, really strange. So one of the paranormal investigation teams that came through, you know, they've investigated at Gettysburg and places all over the country, and they determined that the house is one of the most paranormally active private residences in the state of Michigan. That is what's so crazy about that is there's no history of what happened. No. Why? Why right. is it this? Is it the land? Is it the home? It, is it you? I don't think it's me. Our, our new house is a bit calmer. And this was the first time that I'd ever lived in a house that I felt was haunted. Uh, and I've lived in a lot of houses over the years. So... Um, I think it's the land. The The land itself was part of a farm from the 1800s. And so we've actually got a chicken coop on the property that was older than the house itself. That's crazy. Yes. Yes. So, so have you ever, okay, have you ever taken like a metal detector out there? No. Okay. My stepson just got one for Christmas. That I asked for one for Christmas and I did not get <clears> one. I'm so fascinated with them. I told him when he's gone, I'm going to use it. You should. We should. We, uh, yeah, we'll we'll set up a day. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It's a date. nerd talk. Nerd it's talk. A date. <laughs> uh, so you know, as all of this is going on, these investigations and all of this research that's really turning up nothing. I mean, we just lived there. We had four young kids. We had birthday parties and holiday parties, and it. it People would come over and the first thing they would say is, oh, it's cute here. Like, 
Like there surprised. was supposed to be ooze coming from the walls <laughs> or something. You know? like, yeah, no, it's just a house. I wouldn't live here if it was, you know, gross and terrifying. Right. Um, well, in people's heads, a haunted house is run down, like half ripped wallpaper, holes in the floor. Right. And it was not leaking that. from the roof. Things it like was, that. you know, a cute little farmhouse right out in the open on a major road. Like, well-maintained. Right, right. So it was just a very, very strange situation. Well, I've seen the outside of it. Yes. And it's very unsuspecting that you would, which is creepy because driving down the road, then you think, really, any house can have creepy shit happening within the walls. Absolutely. On that note, you just reminded me of something um, that I actually wasn't going to talk about, but it's really fun. I can't tell you because, again, major roads, so um, probably... Most of the people listening to this have driven past the house at some point. If you've ever been from Lansing to Grand Ledger back, you've driven mm-hmm. past this house. So, um, But you don't notice it. No. I never noticed it until you took me there. Mm-mm. And so I can't even, I would say at least five or six separate times I had someone say to me, hey, I drove past your new house today. I saw one of the boys looking out the window couple things, um, you know, it happened a lot of times where there was no one home, uh, but Mm-mm. also there are four windows on the front of the house, two upstairs, two downstairs, and the way they're positioned, nobody can stand no. in front of those windows. No. Um, our bed was pressed up against one of them, <laughs> and all of the others were inside closets, so nobody's standing in a closet staring out the window. This, like, makes me want to cry. No. <laughs> This is the kind of stuff that, like, gives you goosebumps. Right. As somebody who needs an explanation, what's the science behind that? What what was that that people were seeing? I think it was Bobby. And that's what you named him? Uh, I did not name him. My friend's two-year-old who saw him in our bathroom named him. Um, Um, That's creepier than mm -hmm. in the window. Mm -hmm. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. So he was, like, watching you go. So the bathroom, more than any room in our house, was the room that people were uncomfortable in. I had friends that would literally stop and go to the bathroom at, like, one of the stores nearby before they came over. And when they had to pee again, bye, I'm leaving. They would not even go into the bathroom. I'd probably just pee with the door open. It was a cute bathroom, too. That's like, would other people feel it or see it or they just didn't want to approach it? I don't think anyone else saw anything, but it made people feel uneasy being in the bathroom. And we did have some things happen here and there over the years. Um, The biggest, though, was the first time Bobby uh, showed himself. So my friend's two-year-old was potty training. And of course, we're not talking to a two-year-old about ghosts, you know. Mm, She she had no idea. Um, but they leave and they go down this little hall that leads to the bathroom. And then all of a sudden my friend is screaming my name. So I go running into the bathroom and her daughter is standing and staring into the bathtub like she's looking at something. And she's like, she's talking about some little boy. I don't know what's going mm-hmm. on, but I can't do this. You have to stay in here with her. And so I asked her, I said, do you see something? And she put her, you know how little little kids will do? She like put her finger in her mouth and was like biting her little finger like she was shy. Mm-hmm. And she was like, uh-huh. And she pointed into the bathtub and there was nothing there. And I was like, what's in there? And she said there was a little boy. 
And then I said, there is. And she just looked so shy. And she's taking these like shy little steps toward him like you would if you're meeting a new person. Right. And I'm trying not to freak out because her mom's gone. So it's and you just don't like, want to scare her. Right. Um, and I said, what's his name? And she said, uh, Bobby. And so I said, is he in the bathtub? And she said, yes. And then she peered over into the bathtub and then real quick looked up at the ceiling, almost like something flew out of the bathtub towards the ceiling. And I was like, is he up there now? And she was like, uh-huh, and started laughing. And I was like, oh, we got to go, honey. Let's let's you just you go ahead and uh, soil those Cinderella panties because <laughs> we're done here for now. No potty training um, at Jen's house. No. Uh-uh. So from then on, he was Bobby. Um, and I had always believed that it was a little boy spirit in the house. Right. Uh, paranormal investigators definitely picked up a little boy. Um, that was the very first audio file that they picked up was that of a child. Uh, but they also picked up an old man, a couple of different women's voices, uh, a younger man. And so, so do you still have these? I do. I have a whole file of them we can listen to. Uh, they don't translate well. I, I don't know if we'd be able to play them for people to that's hear. That's a bummer. But if you're listening with headphones on, you can hear them pretty well. But I do have a lot of the um, lot of the evidence available on mm. online. Um, and I can post a link to that on our website as well. Um, so just, you know, all of these really, really crazy things, nothing that would make a good movie or a good, what are those shows called? You know, My Haunted House. Oh, right. The but ghost, collectively, they're good stories. The ghost beside me. But they're things that happened that are unexplainable. Um, and there were so many of them. Um, the very last one that I recall was uh, right before we moved. Um, I was sleeping on the couch and I slept on the couch most of the time because I was very uncomfortable in my bedroom. Well, yeah, you got like ghost people running with wet feet jumping in your bed. I know it. (laughs) Um, So I was sleeping out on the couch and I woke up suddenly like I was very startled and I felt like someone was watching me. And in the corner of the room, I saw this figure and no. <laughs> just no. That only happened a couple of times in the whole time we lived there. Oh, just a couple. Just a couple. Um, but it was like a <laughs> like a misty, translucent figure. And it just I was staring at it and it was perfectly still, and then it just like slid out the front door, like no. Gl- glided. Is right. that's not a word? It glid. Glid. Glue. You get what I'm saying. It was gliding. Yeah. Slid out the door. Gracefully exited the home. And I just (laughs) and I just felt like it was saying goodbye, whatever it was. Um, And that was that. We moved. We Mm -mm. we we didn't move because of the activity. We bought a house, you know, grown up shit. Um, (laughs) You're adults now. Our very first night in the new house, my husband and I were there alone, and the gas emergency detector went off. Stop. Like the carbon monoxide? Just like, um, no, it said gas emergency. So, like, if you have a gas leak, we had a fancy one because I used to work for um, a utility company years ago. So, we had one that detected all kinds of stuff. And it said um, gas emergency. And you're like, here we go. Round yeah, it was two. just like the very first night we slept in the house on Saginaw. Uh, 
it was the smoke detectors. And then our very first night in the new house, it was the gas detector. Uh, we had to call the utility company. We had to sit in our car for an hour waiting for them to show up. And there was no gas leak. So, But do you have anything happening in your current home? Little things here and there, but those are more kind of like what you've said where I don't think it's the house. I think it's me. Okay. You know, I do all this spooky shit now, so mm-hmm. I'm bringing things You're attracting home it. and opening myself up to that a little more. Right. Oh, my God. Well, and they say people who are open to it are going to have those experiences. Right. Are we looking for it? Is it happening to everybody and there are just people that are like pish posh? No, thanks. I think so. I think there's, you know, there's there's everything. There's people that, that believe and that want to believe and that want things to happen so badly that they mm-hmm. see things that aren't there or just flat out makes shit up. Uh, yeah. Um, then there are people that have things happen to them that they can't explain, but they still say, nope, nope. I don't know what the explanation is, but there's got to be one. I feel like that's more where I land. Is it? I, I want to believe but I need that like scientific proof. And, it's and I feel that way about there. everything in life. Like prove it to me and I will believe you. Otherwise, I probably think you're full of shit. Right. You know? Yeah, no, I'm the same way. So, but it's the unexplainable. Yes. No. Nope. So the moral of the story, I guess, is that we believe in ghosts, but we only believe in our own ghosts. <laughs> The rest of you are full of shit. Right. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you guys so much for making us a part of your day today. Uh, Remember to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at So Dead Podcast. You can also find us online at SoDeadPodcast.com and email us your feedback. Or if you have any story ideas, you can send them to SoDeadPodcast at gmail.com. Goodbye forever. Have a nice life.